Drive on Lugnut. And that is exactly how we uh, have an in-studio audience. Yeah, successful. An in-studio in, yeah. audience this week of one. Yeah, one, Not two. one mascot, but slash still audience member. And on that bombshell, I think we should start the show. Good point. Welcome, gearheads. <laughs> this week, we have Toyota and Volkswagen recalls, both involve fuel. Honda with voice. Audi e-tron. Golf Type R. Lexus and a new V8. V8's not by Lexus. Hands-free Ford. The U.S. Army gets a brand new vehicle with reduced armor. Seriously. And we'll go over the most reliable cars of 2020. Drive on lug nuts. Drive on lug nuts indeed. And we want to hop on over. Whoops. Oh my God, I'm naked. Over here to pjandwh.com. And you're going to find all of the funniest moments from the podcast right here, including last week's Triforce podcast. Frigizzle my dizzle, Wakanda sandwich you won. As well as last week's Lug Nuts podcast, okay. Alpha Romeo, the animated series. And uh, our, what is quite possibly the last traditional Let's Play With Your Projangers, event, Marvelous Avengers. I don't want to talk about it. Let's move on. Part 7. Toyota has uh, problems with their vehicles. We move on to different So problems. there's 1.5 million recalls of a Toyota. They're having fuel pump problems. Oh, the God. engines will stall. Oh, yeah. You will not go anywhere. Very, uh, it's a very big recall that's been going around, so it's finally reaching out there. They will fix it, no cost to you. Jesus Christ. Uh, we can move on to the next story. It involves Toyota and Lexus. You'll probably get a letter, or yeah, if you just stop by for regular service, they'll Mm. do it then, is what I would imagine. Right, right. But Volkswagen has a fuel leak. Okay. They have about 200,000 Jettas that they need to fix. Fuel leak problems can cause a fire. So. That's not good. The U.S. Safety Regulatory uh, says they have to do something about that. They're going to fix it. Right. And your car won't catch fire anymore. Well, I mean, don't pl- uh, park that, it in a garage or indoors. That did happen all. to me once in the uh, acclaim. It did catch fire. Me too. Yeah, me too. Caught fire in the engine bay once or once or twice. And I grabbed the oldest fire extinguisher I could find, and instead of spraying out the, I was at a gas nozzle, station at the time. It it sprayed out the neck, so I just kind of tilted it at the thing, and I got. The I was at, I was at the gas a gas station at the time. Oh, that's a little bit more volatile of a situation. Maybe that's why I don't yeah. buy Pontiac anymore. Fair enough. Although it wasn't a Pontiac, so it's probably unrelated. And that's why I don't eat cheese anymore, either. Well, anyway, that's uh, why there's a fuel leak, and yeah. a part could come loose, and your car could catch fire, and like every movie you've seen... In a roundabout way. I'm sort saying. of like that. Yeah. That's why I picture in my head. You probably shouldn't yeah. picture that. Your car will be fine. It's no, fine. just call your local dealer, see what it is. It may be... German uh, cars new, are like fuel Klingons. There's, they probably thought of that. Well, maybe something as simple as a new fuel pump or some other simple... It's probably just going to tighten yeah. a uh, thing. 
One may never know. But that's right. Our in-studio audience, as he finds a seat, Honda with voice assist on the road. Okay. Honda has sound hound powered voice. Drivers can operate their car, environmental and entertainment controls. Okay. With the help of the AI. That's a little weird. Yeah. That's a little weird. An AI. Yeah, an AI. And or you can ask AI for local information. I mean, fair enough. I mean, where's the you know local burger joint? Where's the closest it, Wawa? Well, that, this is interesting. The AI checks information against a local database. Checks for geographic, area, context, and related details. Okay. Honda Personal, this is the Honda Personal Assistant that they've been working on for two years. All right. I think uh, it sounds an interesting way, place to, uh, it's interesting. Fair enough. I mean, I definitely think that having an AI uh, assistant in there with the, uh, you know, normal infotainment system but is don't interesting. don't look now. Promise. There's more. Oh. They were going to have Parkopedia. Asks about nearby streets or garage parking spots with voice assist. It will be able to check a list of more than 70 million parking spaces in 15,000 cities and 89 countries. And here's what I say about this. I'm going to use it here. It's not going to find out. Fucking thing no. anywhere. No, no, because there's no parking spaces around here. But if you're in like a city, you'd be able to find parking garage or other you know different kind of parking establishments. You know that you may be able to find easy with this system. When so. I go to the city, I just I really just go to the doctor. <coughs> and like they have everything, parking and valet. Like everything, it's about location, location, location. So and like, why for a skyscraper would you pick? Three levels of parking. That's just not right. That's just evil. Yeah. It's yeah. evil. Yeah. In the you city. Go four at least. At least. <sighs> anyway. But it seems like an interesting system here that Honda is developing. Honda They're developing does have a, good a car personal system. assistant. Yeah. Hopefully, Eventually yeah. it'll... Hopefully, it won't try and uh, force you to do things. Oh, hopefully, they just maybe do a, a bug check on the normal yep. operating yep. system stuff before they go. We oh, have also a story about Audi. Oh, uh, what is Audi doing? Audi has e-tron. Okay. E-tron, Audi's second all-electric car, the e-tron Sportback. There it is oh. there. with the. It looks like an Audi. It looks good. It does. It's a nice-looking car. Features that stood out, some of them are the Sportback included. It's Matrix LED headlights. I don't know what this is, if the car is even on there. It's called Audi, so I assume the guy talks about it. Yeah. Uh, it's capable, lots of capable storage, a concealed trunk, and a wing camera technology. Mm. Okay, so he's talking about 25-minute charging on this. That's, okay, that's it has a 241-mile range, real-world mm-hmm. driving, 230. That's so a, 230 miles mm-hmm. isn't bad. It's a very... It's a bit much weird, for a fuel cap. It's a weird place to put a fuel... Any kind of recharging system is right there on the front end 
of the car because that's I feel that it's more likely to be it. And then, you know, uh, yeah. that just leads to problems. So to where that's where I feel like on the back end of the car. But you know what? I may be wrong, but, but I feel you know like it's what? safer. It's German. That's they cool. probably thought about it. With the, about with it. the, you know, the lighting on the bottom, e-tron, just in case you forget what kind of car you're sitting in. Yeah, but right, this isn't my car. Drive Assist is coming okay. with an extended range. You're getting about next generation will have a, like this about 200 and the 300 miles. But we have more exciting news in the next story. Okay, this is the all new Volkswagen. Type R. Mark 8 as the most powerful Gulf in the lineup. This car will feature wheel selective torque control on the rear axle as a part of a new all-wheel drive system. What are you doing? Well, I mean, it's just this picture. I was looking for more. Okay. Uh, they're not really going to tell us anything. Yeah, I'm because there's... Well, I saw this one down here, but that's the GTI. So that's where I got lost. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so they're back. just showing us their back end. Absolutely. Two liter turbocharged four will be under the hood. Volkswagen pointing out that massaged engine features and water cooled exhaust gas ducts for the turbo built right into the cylinder heads. Okay. That sounds exciting. It sounds expensive. 300 horsepower with a potential of 315. Okay. Not to get you too excited. Right. Um, but that's very interesting. Dual clutch automatic gearbox and a traditional row your own manual gearbox will be offered in North America. Okay. So I guess everyone else gets screwed. So the gearbox is like popping out of the door and out of the center console, and you got to. I think like it's just a standard. Oh, that's what row, row your own. Your, okay, they're like trying row to your boat or like. Okay. Beep, 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 they didn't hey, mean hey, physical hey. rows. Yeah. No, not because that is not, not an efficient way of shifting rowing. a transmission. You know, that's a step back from you know one on the tree. But what about? Uh, an aviation edition, Lexus. Does it come with aviator glasses? No, but they will. We do have some photos in this one. Hmm. Only be making 70. Oh. I think it's a fantastic looking little car. Yeah. The aviation series can be cars use aerodynamic safe technology to exercise enhancements in ride comfort and performance. Okay. Um, you know, Lexus, looks- they, they know how to design a car. Yeah. Believe it or not. You know, it's a, I think it's a really nice looking Very slick. Car. It almost looks like, kind of like an inspired, like, it looks like an NSX from that view, you know, with the, the just the back, the yeah, back end. Well, there's not a lot you can really do with the, just the angles. Are but the Damn, front end, very Lexus. Sharp looking front yeah. end. It looks great. It looks absolutely fantastic. Aerodynamic enhancements have been fashioned from carbon fiber reinforced plastic. Sounds fancy. Sounds strong. Has leather and carbon fiber trim. 150 is what you'll be showing out Mm -hmm. if you can get one of the 70. 
This will be a collectible car. Oh, yeah, and that's going to be a definite All gem. 70, I yeah. don't see all of them as surviving. Yeah, no, but I do see... But I think someday that will be that. That looks. It's it's yeah. a shame they're only making seventy. I see it's a lot of fun on the roads, but like you're saying, I see that number of seventy dwindling very quickly. It's such it's such a beautiful car. It's yeah. a shame that they're not going to make more. I see it getting taken out by Ford Flex. Yeah, yeah. No, but, his mother getting out like I don't know what happened. Yes, but in the next story, we have. Engines. You've heard of the four liter. Yeah. You've heard of the five liter. Yeah. You've heard of the six liter. But yeah. Ford now has a six point eight liter engine. That's the picture. Okay. Picture right. of the engine, a brand new crate engine. This will be in the twenty twenty two F one fifty and Mustang. Ford will make the Coyote engine. The big Ford will make the Coyote engine that big, which leaves one likely ex- explanation of the smaller version of Ford's Godzilla 7.3 liter engine. Yeah. I mean, that is a massive. This one is four and a half inches narrower. All right. It produces 430 horsepower, 475 foot pounds of torque. All right. It is made of aluminum instead of the iron that the Godzilla is made of. So All right. it's nice that they're switching over to an iron and iron. Iron, yeah. It's they're nice that they're switching, switching over to iron. To, they've discovered aluminum. They found that asteroid out in the belt, and they're like, you know <laughs> what? We're switching back to iron. Fuck it. It's an iron. Yeah, block. They, they, they can't reach that. They can't reach that. Okay, so maybe it's not going to go iron quite yet. The Coyote, the Iron Coyote engine is currently in the Mustang N F-150. For the right price, this could be yours. And there is rumor that Ford is going to put this in the Bronco, which would be fantastic. Because they yeah. have that little one-cylinder engine or whatever the hell they... Well, I mean, having there. that big, beefy, you know, 400 horsepower in, behind you in a Bronco yeah, it's really especially, big. You, you especially, imagine having the like two-door. An off-road market that's already oh, looking yeah. at that and looking to, you know, put it on blocks and they were, get that They were doing motor. a lot of complaining about the yeah. engine. So Well, then now you're giving them that crate that they could just drop in there because Lord knows they made that thing with a big enough engine bag. Mm-hmm. Drop it in there, put it on blocks. Now you got a fucking rock crawler, man, with some great suspension behind it. I think that's a lot of possibilities. For Putting really it in the cool Bronco cars. is just speculation. I oh, no, no. Other news, I did hear the uh, Bronco has still had, has quite a waiting list. Give fans time. Give fans time. They'll they'll make it a reality. With enough time and money, anything mm. can happen in this business. But Ford has hands-free in their future and in yours. <clears throat> no. Wrong. Hands free. This has got to be it. Oh, yeah, yeah. This is it. Tesla, this is the story of Tesla versus Ford. Ford's hands free, active, drive assist. <coughs> Hopefully, next week we'll have. Will not be available for the Mustang yeah. Mach E okay. until the third quarter of 2021, but they are yeah. planning on having it. On the cheapest trim, it will be available part of a $3,200 package of comfort and technology. 
including the 360 camera, heated front seats. I don't know what that has to do with safe driving. It's <laughs> free. Yeah. Maybe you can operate the seats hands-free. Yeah. That's, I mean, Tesla. Every time we see this Mustang, though, I still like it. Yeah, you know, here's what's interesting about uh, Tesla. The price for self-driving is from eight thousand to ten. So they're trying to offer you a uh, more reasonably priced, like you would expect from, from Ford. Ford. Yeah, no, I, I I think that's a smart move on Ford's part because if you can get that happening at a, che- a cheaper price point, you're going to get a lot more people in that self-driving market, and that's going to propel things forward. Ford's Active Drive Assist is only on pre-qualified sections of divided highway called hands-free zones that make up 100,000 miles of North American roads. I bet you none of them are around here. No, none. <laughs> think, <laughs> Maybe do you one. think they'd let you do hands-free on 95? <laughs> it depends how good your... Uh, <laughs> that could be dangerous around here sometimes. Well, it depends on how, what one, what time of year. Two, how good is the car's adaptive cruise control? Because if it's great and it adjusts for traffic, mm-hmm. like some of them do, then you may be fine. With uh, It depends on the features, though. You know, we're almost getting to the point where the car doesn't really need you. As we talked about last week, but... Like iRobot and Minority Report? Yeah. Yeah, not going to be needed? Yep. Well, Ford, you're going to need this... If you love a transit van and you love electricity, the hottest selling transit van in North America, now the only one. See, this is the only picture. Ford Transit Van will be going all electric for the European market first by 2021. I'm sure later it'll go for here in North America. Yeah, it's probably some legal thing to where they have to do it so quickly over there. But, I mean, overall, that seems to be where the market's going is all electric. And it just makes sense to have that commercial market taken care of. Jim Farley says the Transit Van and the F-150 are their highest volume cars for the commercial market. That's why they didn't, uh, they really don't see a dip with their sales. They don't have a range for you. I, I want quite a bit of range. I don't think... 130 miles is going to do it. Especially yeah. if you have a transit van, I assume. No, yeah, not a transit van, no. The no you need like, range. Uh, like I'd need some serious range if I'm going to pick up an all electric Oh, yeah. No, van. you're going to need at least like 500. At I'm think, I don't think they could do that. I don't think they can do that. I think they could do, and you, you got to haul you stuff. 300 and haul stuff? I mean. I think we're only going to see about 200. Now Tesla and a lot of other companies with the trucks, with the you know rig trucks, autonomous wise, they're going to be I suppose electric. Maybe I'm wrong. They'd be you know gas powered, but I mean electric is very tricky because of mileage, and especially when you're looking at something like commercial use, you gotta have. You really I think you gotta have Tesla num- at least Tesla numbers for that to be a comfortable market. I agree. You need at least three. You need more than 300 miles. Because you have people with diesels. You still have people with diesel trucks. You still have people with the gas engines where they got suckered into the NV market. And, you know, you have now the people with the the loyal to the Ford. But I really don't see this bearing fruit soon. Good thing we're on the big screen for this next story. 
The U.S. Army is getting a brand new squad vehicle. And I think they forgot. So, our cousin is in the Army. He... Let's, would you feel safe if there's people shooting at him in this vehicle? I think they forgot something. Yeah. What could they have forgot? I, I think mean, they forgot to add doors. Something. I think they're going to get really hurt not, if, like, an IED Not if all of them have Iron Man armor, then they'd be fine. But outside of that, I think they're fucked. Okay. GM designed this based on the company's 2020 Chevy Colorado ZR2 mm-hmm. midsize pickup truck. It uses 90% commercial parts with a 186 horsepower, 2.8 liter Duramax turbo diesel engine for performance. Yeah. Like I said. They're planning on about 2,000 of these ISVs. Yeah. I would like to see some... Armor. Yeah, I mean, but still, this armor is probably just it, for concept. So, like, when people... Because sh- it's for the U.S. Army. So, when people shoot at them, there's something to, like, stop them. Yeah, but realistically, I think this is just a concept so you can see what you can do. Well, I think of. they need to put that back to the, the paper and... As in, it. you, the, gov- the government, would say, no, we need this kind of I think siding. We need, we need like, this kind of thing to I don't on know. There, and this is just a basic chassis there's, there's probably, that they're buying there's to probably, add on to themselves. There's probably other uh, pictures I don't... Not in this story. Yeah. But I think that this is just a base model for them to say, look, this is our general concept, <laughs> and now we can add on, you know, side, different kind of sides and different but kind of mods. But it does look like it holds seven... Eight people. Looks like there's a space for a turn. Yeah, there's front, a, a bench back, back here, and then there's two seats right I think there. That's so. where the turret would be, probably. And then you have, you know, that's a decent sized vehicle. So, especially enough to get you from A to B. They probably wanted proof of concept, but, and they were like, "Here, you I don't want think more? you know. Give us money." Once you've seen the Warthog, that's the the British Army's vehicle. There's not a lot. Oh, I, I thought you were talking Halo. Better no, like oh, I've spent time in the. I warthog, think they call man. it the warthog or something yeah. pig related. You know, War stops pig? all no, sorts that's a Nazi of crap. Song. No, um, yeah, but Chevy is selling electric retrofits. All right. Do you have that '77 Trailblazer that you love, but would really love it to be electric? This Chevy is- thought of you starting in 2021. They're going to be selling electric retrofits. Wow. Now, remember that scene in Back to the Future? I think it was two. When they go to the future and Marty sees that one ad for retrofitting your car for flight. I was like, oh, retrofit. Fuck that. Now we have that with electric. I, fuck, man. That's pretty cool. You want to go electric? We can retrofit that. So, after years of prototype, the automaker plans start selling electric crate motors and batteries direct to consumers by the second half of next year. All right. About two equivalent of 200 horsepower is what it's going to put out. Oh, wow. So, All right. well, that's not bad. Not I bad, think. especially for a retrofit. It's not something yeah. that was made for it. That's, that's a decent return. It's a nice option. You know, I mean, especially if it's a... We're talking Chevy. New components are going in the electric Blazer and the Bolt electric vehicle, which is another very popular electric vehicle. Yeah. 
But what do you think of mag- black magnesium wheels? Well, I think I will give it a chance. Cadillac. <coughs> that doesn't look black CT4, at all. CT4, CT5, Blackwing, get magnesium wheels. That looks sexy. The Blackwing CT4 and CT5, I think those wheels look pretty good. They look great. I love nice. the styling of them too, and the black the black magnesium look. They pick magnesium because nice. it's very strong, very light. Yeah, and it reacts well. Yeah, and I mean most of uh, rims that you see, I mean it's a aluminum alloy, but now this magnesium, and I'm assuming there's some other stuff in there, but that's that's pretty impressive. Yeah, it looks magnesium good. wheels are fantastic. They're strong. They're light. Yeah, and they're not comprom- They say they're not compromised with other lesser metals. Nice, nice. But I mean, especially on you know CTS like this, so, I gotta say that just adds to the whole look of the car know, with those for nice Cadillac. Rims. I think they're struggling. Uh, you know, yeah. Oh, yeah. so. Go for the magnesium wheels. I think they're awesome. Go crazy, kids. Go crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Go crazy. Get them magnesium Speaking wheels. Speaking of going crazy, cat. we got this next story. Would you believe that WX drivers are fast and BMW drivers are rude? I would have to say that is absolutely preposterous. That's probably it. So we have charts down here. I put a few. We have charts down below there. So auto insurance companies did a study on U.S. drivers. And they came up with this. Well, that was nice of them. Insurance notes that the pandemic created an empathetic roads have. What the fuck are they saying here? That Insurfi notes, uh, and we agree that pandemic created emptier roads that have led to more speeders and more reckless behavior. Yes, which yes, I would agree with. Q forty five drivers lead the list with twenty six percent having at fault accidents. So accidents are generally their fault. WRX drivers. Lead in speeding tickets. I would. Never Could you believe that? that? Never. No. Never. They're just so. They're sensible people. They know the rules of the road, and they usually buy. They them. have a lot of interesting facts here. I'd look up this article. It also says GTI drivers are the most enthusiastic. Well, I did own a GTI. They're the most enthusiastic. And I sold them. Out. I would agree with that because I've sold many a uh, GTI and they were very enthusiastic buyers because they knew about Volkswagen, they knew what they were buying, and they knew they loved it. I actually had one person who was trading in their GTI and it was almost like they were giving up their child. They felt so attached to it that it was just like, All right, I get that. This is my baby. I can't believe <laughs> Were I'm they getting a new GTI? No, God no. It was a different car. But I kind of felt really? guilty. I was just like, wow, you're giving this up? Oh my God. I feel bad for you. I'm going to love here. it. Sign here. Sign here. I'm yeah. going to love it. Uh, well, enjoy your new car. Yeah. But it was cool, man. I, so I definitely this agree with is that. an interesting yeah. we- article at Auto Week. 
Yeah. Uh, check I, it out. Check yeah. it out. You could find out if you're an asshole or not. <laughs> By determining on what car you drive. next to last, we have a story on Mercedes. Ooh. They want to know what should you let your car sound like. Ready? This is what they sound like now. Okay. That's what it sounds like. Okay. So they'd like to know what it could sound like. In place of engine noise, the Jetsons. could be a futuristic sound. It could be... I want Jetsons. Whatever. Or a select soundscape. That would be futuristic electric noise. They Ooh. can't say the Jetsons. Okay, no. Of, two two different choices that honestly I really would man. love having if they could get the licenses stone. The TIE Fighter. You, you or have to get something close. The, or the, the Jetsons. Those are the two I want from an electric vehicle, and so help me God, if I have to plead, plead and beg to Disney to make it happen, I will get one of the two. The sound will be generated by speakers that will play yeah. to the interior, yeah. obviously. Well, it's not you? out of the ordinary for hundreds. 120 staff, 120 staff have been test driving this and giving feedback on the sounds. Okay. Use up the 32 sound samples to test. Uh, just give the so it looks like they're really to working to get a nice sound experience. Yeah, because too quiet, you know. It's nice sometimes to just hear the car. I still want to set a, a, a Tie Fighter sound while I'm driving. And the if car. there's something wrong, it should make a sound that's equivalent to what's wrong. Yeah. Okay. That's yes. that's a little bit. Jesus. It's Mercedes. I expect more. Damn it! Talk about adding work on top of their plate. Jesus, do you want them to cure cancer? Not my problem. You're supposed to be the best of the best. As soon as I get in the best. car, all my ailments should immediately cease. I'm like, all right, I didn't, I get didn't the know check it did on that. that. They're, they're working on it. I didn't know it did that. They're working on it, but but I have faith in Mercedes. Is Mercedes reliable? Well, I think we're going to find out. In the next story, we have the 10 most reliable cars the old of list. 2020. I love a good list of what's reliable. Yeah. Absolutely, Let's man. Let's see what we got first. Honda Fit. Yeah. That's a nice little car. I'm not crazy about that. the styling of it, but it definitely, yeah, I mean, it's Honda. It makes sense. It totally does. Discontinued after 2020. Yeah. So get so, it now. Yeah, find it on the used market. Get it now, and it'll last. Well, that's the thing. Now you got used a lot of used car dealers, and a lot of them having some really good finds. You may find a Honda Fit on there, and you will want to pull the trigger after this, watching this. Uh, and whatever they're going to replace it with, I would yeah. imagine should probably have the same reliability. But yeah. check the internet beforehand. Mitsubishi Mirage. Okay. I don't ever think about the Mitsubishi Mirage. Starting price around fifteen grand. That's not bad. That's that it's is a bad. reasonably priced car. It's a reasonably uh, reasonably priced car, but also a Mitsubishi. You know, they have the Evo. They have their own their whole performance line, and I find that companies that have take their performance line really seriously and that have a a, a overall core structure of reliability mm. in their belief system in the company, that's a good quality. Mitsubishi, kind of along the same lines, you know? So I, I'm not surprised at this one, at the Mirage. It it's also, especially at 15 grand. That's a steal. It's one of the most affordable new cars yeah. on the market. Yeah. 
And it's reliable. Does it get any better than that? Let's see. Number eight is the Nissan Sent. Sorry, I saw that word right there. It's the most reliable CB2 transmission. Most reliable. See? (laughs) Up next is the Nissan Sentra. That's kind of why I bought a Nissan, because I expect that sort of... Really nice styling, I will say. Mine, mine is the that's very down uh, or so. Uh, it's yeah, it's very fantastic. aesthetically pleasing. This is the full-size sedan, kind of, as opposed to yours being the compact sedan. It's grown yeah. in its old age. Yeah, it has... It's gotten, you know... It's gotten very American. Yeah. It has, but no, I'm, I really like the, the sharp edges, the grill looks it's, it's beautiful. It's a nice looking car. It's a nice looking front end. something that gigantic. I and like, especially, I like hearing that it's reliable. I like a nice subcompact. I like a nice car that you can drive around the Actually, potholes. now that I'm re-looking at this, that is flattened from the version that Mom had. The mom, oh, yeah. What Mom had, had was very bubble, but that one is very flat and edgy. Yeah, Almost that was like the uh, couple. It's an adolescent, ago. and now it's listening to the Ramones and Anti Flag and a lot of punk music. It's trying to be a rebel. It's trying to be edgy and on the cutting edge. I think there. It's, it will probably say your favorite transmission below, but let's see what number seven is. There it is. No, I don't want to look at that <clears throat> Chevy Spark. If you have a regular transmission, I'll try it. GM's smallest model and one of the least expensive cars in North America. It's nice to know Chevy can build a nice, reliable car. I love seeing a Chevy on there. Chevys, when I look at them, I want to like it. I don't like the size of those wheels, Yeah, but no. I want to like but the, it. But you'll like the si- the price of the tires. And it's, <laughs> it's one of those things to where... It does have Smarties for tires. Yeah, but if you don't see the car re- in the shop a lot... It's probably a good buy, and I feel like I, I wouldn't really see these in the shop. I bet you it has a CV2 transmission, CVT. There it is. I'm seeing a theme. Fourteen thousand oh, Volkswagen. That, please save. That's me. amazing. Jesus Christ. Le- reasonable for about twenty thousand. You could have number six on the list of most reliable cars. Yeah, the Volkswagen Jetta. All right. More reliable. When I had a Jetta, they they had a a bit of a Problem with the transmission. Yeah, there's the what's the that spinny that the plate. It was or, or the yeah, they used it was, a, a plastic piece. Yeah, and if there you were gentle with it, problem. it it was German plastic, so it was stronger, I guess, or softer. It never know. actually broke on me, but I've heard other people having a lot of problems. Hopefully, they tra- fixed it. With this compact four-door sedan. Well, I don't think it would be on this reliability list if they Let's didn't fix Let's see that. what type of transmission it's got. 228 horsepower. Dual clutch automatic transmission that from the GTI. Six-speed So manual. I can tell you that that transmission is fantastic. Because one of the things with the dual crutch, uh, dual crutch, dual clutch transmission. Dual clutch transmission. Dual, dual crutch transmission um, has, it's, it's like a, a transmission that's thoughtful. Because Does it like shout every time you, tr- you shift? Good job! Don't touch me there. But essentially, you Dual stop on you stop on the pedal. It has first gear waiting for you. It's like, all right, you're in first gear, but just when you're ready, I got second gear already held. 
and it holds the gear ahead of it so that it's easier for you to go through the gears. And that's what I love about the dual clutch transmission. Um, it's one of my favorites. Like that I've nice driven. dual clutch. I mean, Acura's transmission is right up there in my top line of favorites right now. But be on you know, the list. Yeah. Let's see what number five, the Hyundai Elantra. Yeah. This is a nice looking little car. It's a great. I like Lego. the front end of this car. It's a great Lego piece. Um, I think that Lego really outdid themselves with this one. It's um, but it's a reliable. I'm not surprised. They're easy to fix. Yeah. They're simple. Yeah. I don't think you get great gas mileage, but it's a simple car. It's about average. It's reliable. What do you want? With the Elantra, it's about average. I mean, I might say that in... 147 horsepower, 2-liter, 4-cylinder engine, CVT transmission. Uh, They ditched the conventional for the CVT. So, so far in the list. Everybody's going that way. Volkswagen is the last holdout. They go that way because you can get... You can bump the uh, miles per gallon up Wait a bit. Yeah, I'm just not a fan. I mean, yeah, you're getting 40 miles to the gallon out of it. 40 miles to the gallon is really good. They probably mean highway. 201 horsepower. Oh, or higher on the highway. So, you probably, if you do a lot of highway, it it will really pay off. Talking about Legos, we got this one right here. The Kia Rio. Yeah. Looks like it comes in a hatch and non-hatch yeah. version. Yeah, Kia is very popular with that, with the Rio, and also they did it with another one, the Forte. They offered it in mm-hmm. hatchback and sedan versions, which is a nice option. Um, I mean, Kia's, once again, they're just along the same lines of Legos, but seeing that it's mm-hmm. in that reliability 130 range, horsepower, 1.6 yeah. liter, 4, 6-speed manual, or... You know, Six-speed automatic and uh, all-new 120 horsepower, 1.6-liter four-cylinder, and a CVT automatic transmission. So they have both. They have both. There's more. Yeah. That's, that's, they they that's pump a little more horsepower inspiring into the uh, manual. Yeah. It's a, or, six-speed automatic. Yeah, the six-speed automatic. But you have your normal six-speed automatic for the people who oh, don't okay. like the CVT, and now you have the CVT for the people who like that, and then, respectively, five or like four front miles per gallon more with the CVT. So I, I like that as an option. If you don't mind the CVT, they give you that you know five-mile-per-gallon bump. And if you don't like it, then here's a standard transmission for you. I think that's a great thing that makes it part of that, you know, add to the reliability. What's next on the list is the Kia Forte. Okay, number three. No surprise there. Number three. Let's see what number two is. And that one, another CVT. Yeah. 8.2 seconds to 60, 147 horsepower in line. 1.6 1.6 liter 4. Okay. Six with a 6-speed manual. manual. There you Hyundai go. Accent. And a 7-speed dual-clutch transmission available with that one as well. So once again, Kia is giving you multiple options. And the Hyundai Accent. There we go. All is right. another reliable one. You see a lot of these cars oh, everywhere. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And this is probably why. Let's now, go down. just from this list, we've seen a lot of Japanese. We've seen a lot of Korean. And it seems like we've they seen have an American a lot. car on yeah. the list. And an American car. Let's so, see what number one is. It, it seems to be primarily dominated by that. Chevy Sonic. Yeah. All right. Number one. We're number one. We're number one. 
We don't own the company. Let's fuck you, Hyundai. We're number one. <laughs> They're all reliable cars. Yes, yeah. and I'd look into getting any one of them, and I'd also look into going to our website, pjandwh.com. A spunky turbocharged engine and standard 4G LTE Wi-Fi connectivity and ample storage space is what makes the Spark. Yeah, the Sonic rather the the first choice here and reliable. So that's I'm really liking that. I'm not a big American fan, but giving people 4G LTE Wi-Fi with that shit too. That is, they've really stepped up their game. And I mean, it's a tiny engine. If you want a car, where else are you gonna fucking go? Yeah. So the Ford don't do that shit no more. Gonna have to go to Chevy. And if the Sonic is reliable, what more do you need? You even get Wi-Fi. 138 horsepower, turbocharged, 1.4 138 is not bad for such a small little car. Yeah. And a six-speed automatic transmission. So once again, Eight the top of the list is the traditional stuff that works. You got yourself a little hot hatch. Absolutely, man. Thank you for joining us here at yeah. Lug Nuts this week. Stop yeah. over at PJANDWH. Mm-hmm. Send us an email. You'll find the funniest moment of this podcast right here. And then, of course, we want you to hop on over here to contact us. And you'll find, leave us your name, your message. Do you have a luggy and nutty car? Do you have something luggy and nutty that happened to you? Or maybe something that we missed? Pop it on over here and definitely find us on all social medias. Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter. And, uh, of course, that brings us to the end of the podcast. This is Lug Nuts, number 171. I'm Matthew Bugrell, the Batman. And to my right is Stephen Bugrell, big brother. Barking in the background is our mascot and audience member, Link Diablo, hero of time. And, of course, we love you. We miss you. We want to see you next week. And, as always, this is a long, drawn-out goodbye. And drop out, Lug Nuts! You know, the lighting on the bottom, e-tron, just in case you forget what kind of car you're sitting in. Okay, they're like, trying to... Like, your boat. Or like, they didn't mean physical roads, because that is not an efficient way of shifting a transmission. They found that asteroid out in the belt, and they're like, you know what? We're switching back to iron. Fuck it. Would you feel safe if there's people shooting at you in this vehicle? I think they forgot something. Yeah. Play on my tangers. That was a good segue. Our island Kelly. It's super crazy outside. It's always super crazy and outside. See you next week, gang. And he's back in. And on that bombshell, true believers, we'll see you in another end credit scene. Bye bye. Looks like Kelly's trying. Can I join in? Yeah, Twitchy Wilson. Hidey hole neighbor. There we go. Hang on. Uh, now he's like a Twitch, a Twitchy Wilson. Hidey hole there, neighbor. Oh, hi, Kelly. What's going on, Twitchy? Well, I was just reading a little bit of Nietzsche. You know what? We don't. We don't have the time, Kelly. We don't have the time for Nietzsche. Don't think right that now. has to do anything with cars. It, it doesn't. And this is a car podcast, and yeah. this is how we start. But 
this is also how we end because they're going to want to hit that oh. button right there to subscribe right above my head. Well, that's going to be every lug nuts in a playlist. And above his head, well, that's it. the very best purge hangers and wall hangers video for you. And as we always say, drive on, lug nuts. Bye. <laughs>